The following program is made possible by the friends and partners of Creation Today and by viewers like you. Thank you. Today on Battleship Apologetics, we're asking the question, did Jesus really rise from the dead? Skeptics say that the resurrection is impossible because people don't rise from the dead. So can we give historical evidence supporting this truth? Or is the resurrection something we just have to believe by faith with no evidence at all? Well, today we have Jason Jimenez from Reshift Ministries, who's going to share with us evidence supporting the foundational event for Christianity. It's a historical apologetic that I promise you're gonna love. Enjoy the show. There's a war going on in our world against Christianity. Are you ready to defend your faith in Christ? The Creation Today Show provides you with the ammunition you need. We prepare you to defend your faith, arm your children, and raise up a family who knows the Creator, Jesus Christ. This season we're teaching you Battleship Apologetics. Science, history, individual experience, philosophy. Battleship Apologetics. From Portland, Oregon to Pensacola, Florida and across the globe, welcome to the Creation Today Show. Thank you for joining us. What could be more important to the Christian faith and to apologetics than the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Honestly, Marianne, I can't think of anything more important than that. Mm -hmm. Christ's death and resurrection proved that He, Jesus, is God. It fulfilled many Old Testament prophecies and I'm really biased about those facts right there, to be honest with you. Well, this single event made salvation available to all mankind. It brought eternal hope to all of humanity. It made possible freedom from the bondage of sin, transformation of our hearts into a new creature, and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yes, so true, Marianne. And yet today, there are many critics who totally reject the resurrection of Christ. They've actually come up with many different theories trying to discredit the eyewitness accounts of the Gospels or explain away the miraculous nature of Christ's resurrection through various conspiracies of one form or another. Mm -hmm. There's just some people who don't want to believe in the resurrection. You know, the other day I watched a YouTube clip and the reason I love this clip is the same reason some of you are going to hate it, okay? It's satire. It uses sarcasm, but it makes a really good point concerning the resurrection and how people don't want to see the evidence. Check this out. But what about all that stuff that defies scientific explanation? Isn't that evidence of God's existence? Yeah, riddle us that, Patrick. Stuff like what? Well, how about the multitude of miracles in the Bible, chief among them the resurrection of our Lord Jesus? Oh, you sweet little simpletons, people don't rise from the dead. Except for that one time Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, that was awesome. No, what I'm saying is that Jesus never rose from the dead. And how do you know that, Patrick? Because it's not possible for people to rise from the dead. Yeah, we know. That's why it was sort of a big deal when Jesus rose from the dead. Look, I think you're far too uneducated to understand this, but if people could rise from the dead, then people would rise from the dead. If Jesus could rise from the dead, surely someone else would have risen from the dead as well. Other people have risen from the dead. Like who? Like all the people in the Bible who rose from the dead because Jesus rose them from the dead not long before he himself rose from the dead. Well, obviously you can't count those examples. Why not, Patrick? Because they come from the Bible, and the Bible is a ridiculous book full of silly stories that couldn't possibly happen, like... People rising from the dead? Exactly. Right. 
So according to you, the resurrection doesn't prove the existence of God because it never happened. And we know it never happened because we know that people can't rise from the dead. And we know that people can't rise from the dead because no one ever has risen from the dead if you don't count all the people who have risen from the dead. When you reject the first verse in the Bible, you then have an excuse to reject all other supernatural events in the Bible. So true. Miracles are ludicrous to the atheist. Miracles defy the laws of nature. They can't be studied scientifically, thus atheists can't accept them on their naturalistic principles. You know, here's my problem. If the naturalist rejects Christianity because of miracles, then surely they must reject naturalism for the exact same reason. Mm -hmm. They believe in lots of miracles. Now, they wouldn't dare call them miracles because their religion might show, but they do believe in them. They call them scientific gaps in our understanding. But here, check this out. They would have us believe some amazing miracles, okay, that science just haven't, hasn't figured out yet. They want us to believe that life came from non-life. Information came from no information. Organization came from randomness. Matter came from non-matter. Energy came from no energy. Reproduction developed from cell division. I mean, seriously, they got lots of miracles. Right. If miracles are such a big issue for the naturalist, then they need to take a good look in the mirror. Yes. You know, the miracle of the resurrection of Christ is a must for Christianity. If Christ did not rise from the dead, our entire foundation of belief would absolutely crumble. You know, Paul is incredibly open and honest about this in uh, the Bible. If you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I encourage you to read that entire passage of 1 Corinthians 15 to read for yourself what Paul tells us. If Christ did not actually rise from the dead, our faith is in vain. We preach in vain. All of us are liars that spread the Christian faith. Yeah. Well, after the break, we are going to interview Jason Jimenez from Reshift Ministries, and he is going to give us some information that is going to strengthen our faith in the resurrection. Oh man, he's incredible. He, prints, he, he presents the historical evidence in a way that is profound and puts it right at our fingertips where you won't have an excuse after this. No. At 21 years old, I was a self-professed Christian, but I didn't know God. I had been raised in church and in a Christian home and Christian school and enrolled in a Christian college. I was around church and religion literally all my life. So why didn't I know God? Growing up in a Christian home, I got really good at pretending to be a Christian. I didn't really have a desire for righteousness. Instead, the only thing I pursued was trying to make everybody think that I was a good person and give the perception that I had Christ as my Savior. I just wanted to look good among my friends.
You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. Welcome back to the Battleship Apologetics season of Creation Today. We're talking with Jason Jimenez of Reshift Ministries. He's our special guest today. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, I was you, glad Jason. to be with you guys. Hey, tell us real quick about Reshift Ministries. Yeah, Reshift Ministries basically is a ministry that's devoted to Christians who tend to be biblically illiterate, so they don't understand kind of maybe what they ought to believe. And in that, they struggle in how to defend their faith in the culture that we're living today. So we do three primary things. We help Christians defend the faith, uh, restore their families, and help get involved uh, in, the, in the culture that they live in. That's beautiful, that's man. Wonderful. Very cool. Well, we've been talking a lot about the resurrection on our show today, yeah. and why are skeptics saying that the resurrection never happened? Mm, that's a good question. Well, the reason why a skeptic would say that the resurrection has never happened is because if, in fact, the resurrection occurred, that there was a, a literal and physical resurrection of Jesus, that would not just imply, but that would point emphatically that not only does God exist, but that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And then all the things that Jesus taught would therefore be true. So that's why skeptics try and try through the centuries since the, the resurrection of Jesus, try to not only deny, but push aside the evidence. Because if Jesus Christ rose from the dead, then he is in fact God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so here we have a lot of atheists, a lot of skeptics saying the resurrection didn't happen, and yet we've been talking. It's like there, there's so much evidence, it seems. You travel and speak on this. How would you uh, categorize for us? Give us some framework of all the different evidences that are out there for the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, ab absolutely. I, I, and, and because we have limited time, I'll help, help by, by giving you guys an acrostic that I came up with when I go around and speak on this topic. Because there is actually overwhelming evidence that people uh, looked at it. So an easy way to kind of walk away and understand the evidence uh, to the resurrection is let's consider the word risen. And let's, and let's break it down as an acrostic. R stands for the record of Jesus' death. I stands for the internment of Jesus, which means the embodiment that he was buried mm. in the tomb. S stands for the significant appearances. E stands for the extraordinary conversions of his people, the followers of Jesus, when they went from disciples to apostles. And N stands for the new life and message. So well, we could break those things down if you want, Eric, and kind of see the overwhelming evidence to each one of those points. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, this is wonderful. great. Get, hit, hit us up with some of your favorites in those categories. Well, the key thing is it, you can't have a resurrection without the death of Jesus Christ. So first, what we have to do is we have to prove historically speaking, that Jesus Christ, in fact, died a physical death. So what we know when we look at the record of Jesus's death, the crucifixion assures death, mm -hmm. hands down. Yeah. Jesus suffered great drops of blood, though, before that. This is a, a, a medical term known as hematitrosis, where literally his capillaries were bursting, and he was suffering intense uh, magnitude of pain mm. physically from top to bottom. He was losing blood. So basically his body was going in, in, in shock, if you will. So, so then he goes into the beating uh, with the Roman soldiers. A crown of thorns was placed on his head, mm -hmm. and he was whipped and flogged, as we know. And then he was taken to the cross, and he was nailed to the cross. Yeah. That was six hours of excruciating wow. pain that Jesus endured. Each wow. hour made it harder for him to breathe. And, and literally, crucifixion... Um, was, was, it was a torturous procedure to kill criminals 
but they would ultimately die from asphyxiation. So hence, when you have uh, both of your arms stretched wide and you're nailed and you're applying pressure on, on, the, on, the, on the tip of your feet to apply pressure by raising yourself to breathe in and then you would collapse again. So eventually Jesus, you know, was having a hard time breathing and that's why they would come at the end of the day to break their knees so they wouldn't be able to rise up again and take yeah. a breath. But Jesus, what we know is before they did that, he had already he had already died. So he had, and the Bible says in Luke 23, 46, that he had breathed his last. Mm -hmm. Another thing that confirmed his death, though, if that wasn't enough, was that Roman soldiers before uh, taking him down from the cross. Now, we've got to remember, this is Jesus. He stirred a lot of, of, of uh, chaos. He <laughs> created a lot of riots because people were opposing him, even though he was doing it peacefully, but he was doing a lot of miracles, performing a lot of miracles, and they were very concerned because a man who was performing miracles and prophetically laying claim that he is the Messiah also said that in three days he would rise from the dead. Mm. So they were very concerned before they hand over his body to Joseph of Arimathea, Pontius Pilate wanted to ensure okay, that he was dead. So they always made sure that their criminals were dead before they were taken down from the cross, <laughs> mm -hmm. but Jesus even more so. so the validation came when the Roman put a spear to Jesus' side, and we're told that water and blood flew, you know, came forth from his side, which basically means that the pericardium of his heart was already filled with this saturation, uh, which is pericardial, pericardial effusion. So that was an indication that Jesus had already died. So literally, Jesus died of a broken heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally, wow. the, the, the blood and the water literally had already separated there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Right. Okay, so he was definitely dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was definitely dead. Okay, and, and then we have the internment. Yeah, the internment of Jesus is important now because you don't bury someone who's not dead, right? And the other <laughs> no. thing that we have to confirm, because the Bible, again, what we're doing is everything I'm already telling you guys right now, not only do we as Christians hold to this clearly because the Scriptures teach and we believe the Scripture to be true, mm -hmm. but we also have extra biblical sources that mm -hmm. validate and verify these pieces of evidence as yeah. well. So, so far... Uh, both the skeptics uh, and many atheists and liberal scholars, as you guys well know, they hold to these same pieces of evidence because they're overwhelming. They, they're, mm -hmm. they're undeniable. And so even when we get into the interment of Jesus, the sealed tomb, uh, these are also facts that people do not deny either. And that is that Jesus was buried in an identifiable tomb. It was the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Now, he was an unlikely character. So that is what the Gospels tell us. Why would they mention who was once an enemy of Jesus, but then saying that, hey, he said he was going to rise from the dead, and we're, we're going to say in our gospel accounts of Jesus that we put him in a tomb, which was verifiable, that people can go mm -hmm. and verify for themselves whether or not Jesus Christ was still there or not. So that's important, is that the tomb that Jesus was sealed in was a tomb that we knew. The tomb was also sealed and guarded by Roman soldiers, which caused some ruckus that people can identify with that. The women were the first witnesses to the empty tomb, spreading the news. In those days, as we know, you don't refer to women first before men because women were second class. And plus, we, were, we don't even use them in courts, but the Gospels were staying true to the evidence of what had occurred, the facts, if you will. And they say that the women went to the sealed tomb first and found it to be empty. Jesus' grave clothes and linens remained there, but his body was not there. The Roman soldiers reported this to the religious leaders, and they paid them off not to have this, this uh, spread that they said they would basically handle it. So the, the women not only uh, verified the empty tomb, but so did the Roman soldiers who were supposed yeah. to guard it. Mm -hmm. And then the disciples we see in multiple accounts 
of the attestation that they denied this. They didn't believe the women, and yet so they went to go verify it for themselves, and then we're told, and then they believed. So you have this, if you take all these pieces of evidence to this sealed tomb, we, we see that Jesus Christ was buried in Joseph of, of Arimathea's tomb, meaning that it was, you can locate it, you, can, you know where it was at. That's important because some of the different theories say that it was, uh, we didn't know where the tomb was or the, or the women or the disciples went to the wrong tomb or mm-hmm. they were hallucinating or they were crying, they were emotional, it was dark, they didn't know where they were going and they just assumed, they walked upon and stumbled upon an empty tomb and said, oh, Jesus rose from the dead, which we know is, is not the case. Right. So that... So the interment of, 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 uh, of Jesus is, is an important piece. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one is S, which stands for significant appearances. This is very significant because we are told that Jesus first and foremost appeared to Mary Magdalene. And then he appeared to Mary Magdalene. He appeared to Mary and other women. Then Jesus appears to Peter. Now, if you've already been seeing this, this wasn't just uh, he appeared to one person like Peter or Mary Magdalene. And then they went and told of the post-resurrection appearances of Jesus and then started Christianity from that. When you look at other world religions, that's the case. Mm. They have one vision and then out of their vision, they tell the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And in the case of Christianity, and if you go back to 1 Corinthians 15, the Bible says do the faith either stands or falls on the resurrection. If the resurrection yes. didn't occur, then everything that we're doing here, your guys' show and everything else is, is just futile. It's, right. it's lame, it's, it's in vain, but that's not the case. Not only did Jesus appear to Mary Magdalene, but he appeared to women, but then he also appeared to Peter, and then he also appears to Cleopas and Mary on the road to Emmaus, and then Jesus appears to his, his ten uh, disciples, and then also to Thomas, who doubted, and mm-hmm. showed him physically his wounds, and then he appears to James, who was not a believer, then he appears to over 500 witnesses, and he appears to Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus, who then is converted yeah. to faith. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, what, you, know, you can have a couple people maybe hallucinating about the appearances of Jesus, right, in dreams or whatever, and being emotional about it. But you can't have hundreds of people seeing the same resurrected no. Jesus and his same body that he lived before the death and resurrection. Yeah. So that's, that right there is, is amazing. And by the way, many people like John Dominic Cross and people at the Jesus Seminar and Robert Funk, they don't deny that. They have a hard time trying to rule out these appearances. Now, yep. if that's not enough, then you get into E of the, of the acrostic risen, which stands for extraordinary conversions. How on earth do you explain Thomas who goes to, who's, who's doubting publicly to the resurrection of Jesus, despite the fact that he prophetically said that he would rise on the third day, come to belief and say, my Lord and my God, the disciples are locked in the room, scared out of their mind with the, what the Romans were going to do, and, the, and Caiaphas, the high priest, to them. But they became public proclaimers of Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. willing to die for him. His half-brother, James, who was a, uh, uh, a bold skeptic, turns and becomes a leader of uh, the church in the heart of where all of this occurred in Jerusalem. That is a, an extraordinary conversion. Mm-hmm. Then you have Saul, who was persecuting, killing Christians, both women and children, and knowing he was a zealot, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees from the tribe of Benjamin in Philippians 3, to all of a sudden becoming the apostle writing most of the New Testament, proclaiming Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. And also knowing that, and we don't have time on your guys' show, but Paul went and did a thorough investigation to ensure that what he believed was true, meeting with Peter and others and James in the heart of the city of, Jer- of Jerusalem, 
Then there were many reports of Jews, priests, Romans even coming to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And other thousands of people, particularly on the day of Pentecost, which was 50 days after the resurrection, and over 3,000 people come to Christ. You don't make those things up in the heart of where all this controversy broke out. Yeah. And then finally, the end is the new life and message of Jesus Christ. The birth of Christianity comes from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In the very city, as I said, of Jerusalem, Christianity is born. Jesus mm -hmm. is preached as a savior of the world. The Jews radically begin to worship Jesus on Sunday, no longer on Saturday. These people are invested, the Jewish customs and culture, their social structures were very meticulous to following the law. And now all of a sudden they're giving that up for something completely different. They're partaking of communion, which was viewed as something not only paganistic, but, but completely animistic. But they were partaking of communion and no longer abiding by the law, but they're abiding by grace. All the apostles except for John were martyred for their faith, and Christianity grows immensely around the world within 30 years after the resurrection of Jesus Christ in Rome. That is significant. Mm -hmm. Those are huge <laughs> evidences for the resurrection of Christ. I love the acrostic there. Okay. We got to spend some more time with you. You got so much more information. Uh, if you can hang out, I'd love to do an extended interview with that. You is that cool? Sure, absolutely. We're, we're talking with Jason Jimenez of Reshift Ministries, and if you want to see the extended interview, I want to talk to him about what he thinks about Genesis, what he thinks about the other religions, and how it compares, mm -hmm. uh, and about his book, yes. The Bible's Answers to a Hundred uh, Tough Questions. Uh, excellent that he co-authored with Norm Geisler. We'll talk to him. Uh, at uh, creationtoday.org mm -hmm. if you want to check that out. Of course, if you want to check out Jason's ministry, you can go do that as well. I encourage you to do that and find out where he's going to be speaking and go harass him a little bit. Give him a hard time. We'll be back right after this. Skeptics and critics understand the magnitude of Jesus Christ's resurrection, and they've developed numerous theories in their desperate attempts to explain away the wealth of evidence supporting it. In Defense of Easter is a biblical and timely apologetic resource that teaches readers how history and archaeology support the resurrection, why skeptical explanations come up short, how the resurrection provides hope and comfort, and whether Easter is a pagan holiday. Equip yourself to answer today's skeptical challenges and strengthen your confidence in the risen Savior. Discover why our very salvation hinges on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. To order in defense of Easter, answering critical challenges to the resurrection of Jesus, visit us at creationstore.org. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash creation today. Creation Today is excited about our ever-growing collection of digital downloads. We have everything from books to DVDs to even PowerPoint presentations, all to equip you to learn and share the truth of our Creator. Why wait? Start strengthening your faith today with our all-new digital downloads, available at the Creation Store, creationstore.org. You're watching Battleship Apologetics here on Creation Today. That was an excellent interview with Jason. He's incredibly knowledgeable. You know, Marianne, it amazes me. There are a lot of skeptics who accept 
the historical evidence for the resurrection of Christ. Mm -hmm. But then they say, okay, you proved a man rose from the dead. That doesn't mean he's God. Mm -hmm. That blows me away. This is why, though, it is critically important for our apologetics to start with God and not conclude God. I think too often we confuse uh, our, our role here in apologetics. We think all we have to do is add up all the evidence and people will accept the truth based on the facts. The reality is it's a matter of the heart. Mm -hmm. That's why the job of apologetics is to bring people to the cross, not just win intellectual arguments. Absolutely. Show after show, we provide evidence after evidence to help knock down hurdles for people on their path to the cross. But the cross is where the power lies. You know, in all honesty, it doesn't matter what people say who claim not to believe in the miracles of the Bible. Their, their beliefs have no bearing on the truth or falseness of them. That's why we said, if you don't accept the first verse of the Bible, you won't be able to accept anything else in the Bible that is supernatural. Mm -hmm. If you can't accept in the beginning God, then you're never going to accept the miracle of the resurrection. But if you do believe in the beginning God, everything else is easy. Yeah. Everything in Scripture makes sense. It's that simple. It really is. I don't know about you, Marianne, but I'm encouraged by all this evidence that yes, we have. It's it great. Is very Let's review real quick some of the <laughs> points that Jason uh, shared with us as he went through Risen. I thought those were some great oh, points there. Yes, okay, fabulous. R. Okay, we are. We have the record of death. Yes. Christ's death was assured. Uh, the Romans were very thorough at killing people. They did so have that down to a T, no doubt about it. <laughs> I was the internment of Jesus. The tomb was sealed by Roman officials. Everyone knew right where that tomb was. It wasn't even a secret location. No. And S, significant appearances. Jesus appeared to many eyewitnesses at various locations. Yeah. And these were not hallucinations. That would have been a lot of exactly same hallucinations. Then we've got uh, E, extraordinary conversions. I mean, look at all the people that he listed there that had amazing testimonies of radical life change mm -hmm. because of seeing the risen Savior. Yeah, and that led into N, new life and message. Yes. The birth of Christianity spread across the earth so quickly. How does a Jewish carpenter have a global effect that lasted over 2,000 years? Uh, I think he really was God in the flesh. But once yes. again, I'm a little bit biased. Truly, though, the resurrection is the central focus of all of Christianity and something you should be familiar with. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for joining us on this historical apologetic. If you have any questions or about scripture or Christianity, please go to creationtoday.org <laughs> yes. and check out the search engine because we have great resources there. And if you're watching the show online, would you please share this with your friends on Facebook or other social media? We appreciate that. You can hashtag creation today. And until next time, remember that Christianity is a battleship. It can defend itself. Absolutely. Get the ammunition you need to defend your faith by visiting our website for up-to-date content, attending one of our live events, and shopping online at creationstore.org. We are Creation Today.